Holly G with the Golf Insiders for today's segment of For Your Game. It's my pleasure to have the director of golf from Zellwood Station Country Club, Chuck McLoon, on the show today. Hey, Chuck. How are you? Hey, great to have you on the show. Uh, I have lived in Mount Dora, just up the road uh, from Zellwood, for, gosh, I don't know, 10 years or so. And when I first moved here, I bet you I went past Zellwood a hundred times before I realized there was a golf course back in that beautiful stretch of rolling hills. It's some of the coolest terrain in central Florida, not typical Florida. Uh, share a little bit about this this little gem of Zellwood Station. Uh, I started here in 2013, uh, the golf course was built in 1975, and then we rebuilt holes 2, 3, 4, and 5 in 2010. But the original golf course, number 1, is 6 through 18, is original from 1975 with original push-up greens. So it's very unique. It's got a very old flavor to it. Um, it's very hilly and uh, very challenging uh, golf course. Yes, and... Uh, this is one of those courses that don't be fooled by the scorecard. 6,400 yards, but this is one of those uh, great layouts that you're going to scratch your head and say, what happened when you see your score after you're done? I, I love this course because it's got so much going on. Uh, share about uh, some of the signature holes. Um, number one and number ten, obviously they start about 30 feet below the fairway and then 10 goes downhill again and, and one sits up on hill. So your first two holes, you're hitting it up about 30 feet and they're 400 yards. So they don't play 400 yards. Right. <laughs> it's right. more like 430, 440. You're, you're teeing off to the east, so a lot of times you're teeing off into the wind. Mm -hmm. So those holes play into the wind, which make them even more difficult. You also have six and five, which are over 400 yards as well, and six you hit up about 25 feet. So there's a, quite a few holes out here that are deceiving yardage-wise. It's a 6,400-yard golf course, but it's one of those courses where even a good player is going to hit almost every club in the bag. And then we've got some good long par threes, 185-yard par three, and a 215-yard a par three from the back tees. So it has a variety of golf holes. It obviously has some shorter scoring holes on it, two drivable par fours, 15 for the really long hitter, and then seven is about 250 yards to the middle of the green. So it's got a little bit of everything for everyone. Love that. Drivable par fours. I mean, you know, that, that makes you feel like a, like a, a hero and like you could go out on tour tomorrow. And I always judge a golf course by the par threes. Uh, which, again, you know, Zellwood, five stars in that department, including this one you just mentioned that exceeds any on the PGA Tour, correct? Par three? Well, they, it used to be 245. We lost that tee uh, to bad grass, so we moved it up a little bit to 215. It used to be 245. Ah, Okay. But now it's 215. So. Well, that's still pretty stout. It's still pretty good. And then you have um, holes 12 through 16 that you call Crater Junction. Right, it's Crater Junction. Uh, it used to be filled with water years ago, but now the water's drained out. So it's a marshy area in the bottom, and it drops about 25 feet from the fairway. 
and it you basically it's on your left hand side for holes uh, 12, 13, 14, and 15, and that plays as a hazard. Wow. So it's uh, you can play it out of there during the winter time and the summertime. The grass is pretty long; it's pretty hard to play out of there. Was looking on the website, just saw some gorgeous pictures of uh, of some of the fescue out on the golf course. Uh, this is a place where if you if you like to take photos, you're going to get some some terrific views. Uh, the number one handicap hole, nicknamed Trainwreck. <laughs> that sounds like my game most days of the week, Chuck. Um, share about uh, that hole. Well, number nine is our signature hole out here. You actually, when you come in to the park and you drive down on the way to the golf course, you'll drive right by it. It's the biggest hole we have on the golf course. It's uh, 565 yards from the back tees, and it goes up 35 feet wow. from the tee box. So it's a definite three-shot hole. Unless you're really long off the tee, it's not reachable in two. And then it has a very sloped green to it. So it's just a very difficult hole to make par on. These, this is the type of course you want to come back again and again because, you know, it just, uh, it's something you want to want to conquer. And Zellwood is really standing alone these days. We lost Arrow uh, Estates uh, down the road. Uh, now you've got the 429 coming right to your front door. So I imagine uh, people are, you know, you're no longer a best-kept secret. No, it's definitely, in the eight years I've been here, we've definitely increased routes quite a bit. Uh, through the help of golf now and, and advertising, we're getting a lot of different people here. Um, and, and honestly, getting a lot of people from the downtown area because you can get here in 25 minutes. So anything on basically north of Disney and right around Sanford and those areas, you can get to the golf course with 429 and the, and the intersection of the Turnpike and 408 with everything connecting. It's pretty easy to get. Even from Maitland, you can get here in 25 minutes. So it makes it uh, very accessible to a lot of different people. Yeah, and you're you're going, uh, you know, highway, not uh, back Correct. roads and signal lights like we used to have to do it. Yeah, no, you're only on 441 for a mile and a half after you get off of 429. So everything else is highway. Uh, I want to point out, uh, Chuck, that you've been a Class A PGA member since 2009. You have been at Zellwood Station for eight years. Uh, you know, in today's world, we don't see a lot of that, you know, as much. You know, the pro that we've come to know. What what sort of changes have you have you been part of since uh, coming to Zellwood Station, uh, especially in terms of improving the golf course? I mean, just basically, when you have a PGA professional on staff, things are just run a little bit more efficiently, in my opinion. Amen. Because, because we've been we've been to classes, we've we have the education, um, we have the know-how, and we've learned from other golf pros that were Class A professionals that we had to work under. So you learn how to run the business the correct way. Uh, you learn how to do good customer service, but you also learn a lot about the golf course itself. So very active with the superintendent on what we do when we punch, when we verticut, um, I help chainsaw trees. I work on the maintenance crew one day a week to keep the golf course in the shape that we needed it. And, and I think that right there, just That's basically awesome. I, I run it like I own it. More yeah. or less, just kind of how I do it. I, I love it. And that's the feeling you get 
when when you go to Zellwood Station. Uh, right. You mentioned it early. Old school. I love old school. And uh, this is, you know, you get that you get that kind of experience. Um, you've got a huge restaurant there because it is nestled inside the community of of Zellwood. Um, you know, talk a little bit about some of the events you have. I know, you know, given COVID, everybody, you know, sort of came to a halt with, you know, events and weddings and um, tournaments. But how are those coming back online? Uh, tournaments have been good. Uh, we're, I'm hosting the uh, Apopka Football Booster here on the 28th of August, and they're eating in the restaurant, so that's good. Uh, I've had some other tournaments that have eaten in the restaurant as well. It's slowly starting to come back. Uh, golf has actually done okay. The food and beverage obviously struggle a little bit more because of, of the COVID restrictions. Sure. But being, being an outside sport, we, we actually flourished. You know, I had one of my best years I've ever had last year, so we were busy. Um, and the tournaments were smaller, and we kind of separated carts, and everybody had their own carts and stuff like that during COVID. So we did buy all the protocols to make sure that nothing was uh, – everything was good. But right now we're, we're, we're busy, and yeah. we're doing a lot of tournaments. Um, the restaurant is does functions quite frequently, and then we haven't had any weddings or anything that I know of, but we do have an area over there where we can do weddings as well, so – it's a restaurant. If you open everything up, you can about 400 people wow. can be in the restaurant. Between the community room and the restaurant, it's about 400. Wow, that's fantastic. Full bar, full food, full service. So. And a great view because you've got yep. all that elevation out there. Uh, let's talk a little bit about instruction because, uh, you know, you give lessons out there and um, I, I'm, I'm curious if you could give my listeners a, a little golf tip while we're, while we're talking. A little golf tip. Okay, so when you're lag putting, um, imagine that you're putting to a trash can, which is about two feet around. And that's basically what you're trying to do. Let's say you're about 40 feet. All you're really trying to do from 40 feet is get it within two feet of the hole. If you get it within two feet of the hole, you're going to make a lot more two putts than three putts. So... The way to not get intimidated by long putts is to imagine that you're actually focusing on a larger target. So if I put a trash can there, I guarantee that most people could probably hit the trash can from 40 feet. So you're, you're basically taking away the small target, making the target a little larger, or you can actually take and spray paint a two-foot circle and have a little challenge with one of your buddies and see how many times you can get it in the two-foot circle. That's another way to... Uh, Test your putting. Once you become a good lag putter, you, you're going to be good with speed. And speed is everything in putting because you go from different greens each time, and the green speed's not going to be the same. So the line's not always going to be the same because if the green's slower, you're going to play less break, and if the greens are faster, you're going to play more break. So everything depends on speed. One of the ways you can become good with speed is becoming a good lag putter. I love that. You know, you hear the golf announcers frequently talk about that, right? Even with the pros, that they get too focused on the line, not, you know, paying attention to the speed, which often has them come up short or, you know, hit it hit it too long. So we know you putt for dough, Chuck. Why don't we spend more time on the putting green? And, and what's your suggestion to the average golfer in terms of, like, if you've only got 15 minutes to warm up, what's, what's, what's a routine you recommend? 
if you don't have time to hit range balls, you know, it's only 15 minutes, I would go to the putting green because most of your strokes are going to be accumulated in the putting green. And I think most people can say that they three-putt a little too much. And three-putting is one of those things, if you can get it to where you three-putt once in a round or no times in a round, your scores will go down quickly. What, what I would do, what I always try to do is I, I putt all the way across one side of the green and all the way across another side of the green. So I putt uphill and downhill, right to left, just to kind of see how the contour of everything is, to see which way maybe the grain's going on the putting green. Once you do that, hit a couple 20-footers and then put a tee in the ground and then put eight balls around that tee from four feet and just try to hit the tee with the balls. And when you go out there, that cup will look much, much bigger because you're focusing on a very small target. So it's the opposite. You know, I want you from a long ways away to focus on a bigger target. But when you get inside four feet, you want to focus on a very small target. So, for instance, if you're throwing bullseyes on a dartboard, you're not throwing it at the bullseye. You're throwing it at the center of the bullseye. So that's what you need to do with precise putting. You have to pick a spot on the hole that you want to hit, and then you focus on just that spot. And if the people did that more often, I think they would be surprised how much better they would be from four feet. Because I think that's where most people struggle, is that four-foot putt. I would absolutely agree. Here's another question I have. Now going to the tee box. Everybody wants to bomb it off the tee and use the big stick. But you notice more and more, even the PGA pros, they don't necessarily default to driver. They may be hitting three wood. They may be hitting a long iron. What's your go-to recommendation on, you know, playing it smart and getting it in the fairway? Well, I think most people always want to hit driver, but three wood should be your best friend because three wood is one of those clubs you can put in play. And honestly, if, if I if most people fit, hit, think they hit the ball further than they do. So let's say the average guy hits his three wood 220, and he hits his driver 240. And that might be actually generous because yes. most people don't even hit it that far. Yes. But let's just say 210 and 230. If I could put the ball in the middle of the fairway at 210 on a hole that's 350, there you go. Now you're inside 150, or you've got an easy shot, and you're going to hit more greens. So it's not necessarily how far you hit the ball. It's more about putting the ball at a yardage at what. Correct. And a lot of a lot of people don't understand. The pros and people that play golf a lot are good from 100 and in, but the average guy is not good inside 100. So he puts himself in positions to where he doesn't have the touch or the feel for that. He's better off laying the ball back to 100, between 100 and 150, so he can take a full swing, and he'll hit more greens that way. And that's kind of where ego gets involved in golf a little too much. I always say leave the ego at home when you go play golf because it, it'll – <laughs> it'll adjust you really fast. That's right. In a, short, in a short amount of time. So you, you, golf is all about plotting the ball, putting the ball in spots, and giving yourself a chance to score. So the more greens you hit in regulation and the less three putts you have, the closer you're going to be to shooting the scores you want to shoot. Well, that is great advice. And, uh, Chuck, we so appreciate you participating in our Central Florida golf card again this year and I recommend to all of my listeners you know to come out to Zellwood Station right there in Apopka fantastic track 
it'll become one of your favorites. And uh, Chuck McClune is a guy you'll find right behind the counter because he runs it like it's his own. Appreciate your time, Chuck. Thank you so much. Thank you.